gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Yes, sir. How's it going? Good, man. Amped up, you know, got you all wound up, ready to go. Hey, you just pulled the pulled string. Pull the string. Let me go. Yes. Fired up. Fired up. I love it. What are we talking well, it's about? It's cold outside. It is cold. For You know, I, it was frost on the ground when I got up today. Yeah, right? I know. That's uh, unusual for us here in sunny central Florida. Apparently, it snowed up north. I literally didn't know. There's like Up north, like Jacksonville up north? No, like in like New York, Massachusetts area. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, they're getting dumped on yeah, up there. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah, I no. saw a buddy of mine on Facebook. His wife posted. Now, he's a Floridian like me, born mm-hmm. and raised, uh, but they now live in Connecticut. Shout out to Dane Knudsen, um, fellow UCF Knight. Anyhow, Dane had on had a... Uh, Electric, like a like a, a snowblower. Like, yes, yeah. Oh, I like yeah. how you described it. Like, it, like it, this it was like a ba- battery powered, you know, like like a Ryobi drill. Yeah, but you take that same Ryobi, and um, put on the thing. Yeah, yeah, battery, and yeah, yep. there was like a. Mm-hmm. He looked very awkward. Yeah, like he wasn't comfortable doing it. Haven't shoveled snow in years. Did you have to shovel oh, yeah. it, or did you have like both. a snowblower? We had both. You, you had to if you wanted to leave work in the morning or get to school. You had to have a snowblower. Yeah, shovels work, you know, light work. But, yeah, if you you fall asleep and you wake up in the morning, if you need to do anything, you needed a snowblower. All right. Okay. You know what doesn't blow? What doesn't blow? The amount of money loan officers can make. Oh, my God. That was such that a segue? Oh, my <laughs> such. We didn't even plan. That was awesome. Yeah, that was great. What a segue. <laughs> no, you know, you and I have been having a lot of fun um, with our YouTube channel. Yes. Right. For those that, that, that check us out via Spotify or check us out um, on uh, Apple Podcast mm-hmm. or Podbean, we are on YouTube as well if you ever want to watch this show. Mm-hmm. Speaking of watching the show, I finally got Spotify. I never had Spotify. Oh, cool. I listen to podcasts usually via um, Apple. Yeah. And I tend to listen to either Apple Music or I listen to Pandora. Pandora, yeah. But I've missed Joe Rogan. Welcome to 2021. On the drive in today, I pop in Joe Rogan. I got a text from a friend of mine who knows my son's all into um, like uh, fighter jets. Yeah. And Rogan just recently interviewed a guy who is a UFC referee, okay. but also was a fighter jet pilot. What a lifestyle. And um, Spotify allows you to watch Rogan while also listening mm-hmm. to Rogan like I would on a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I was this many years old. I was today years old. I was today years (laughs) old when I learned that. Um, But no, so if you are listening, you can watch us on YouTube. Yes. And we've been having a lot of fun with our YouTube channel because Mm -hmm. people have been commenting Mm -hmm. and liking, Mm -hmm. very few disliking, Mm -hmm. mostly liking, but we love the comments. Yes. And a lot of the comments have been coming in. uh, Hey, can you do an episode on how much loan officers make? Yeah. I mean, I reference it quite often, mm-hmm. but we've never really gotten down to the nitty gritty. Never. So we're talking about snow blowing, talking about frost in the ground. I yep. said, oh, you know what doesn't blow? The yeah. amount of money loan officers can make. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's go ahead and rap about this. Yeah, let's do it. Like, let's just back and forth the next 20, 25, 45, <sighs> yeah. an hour. However yeah. long you and I decide, there you go. we want to go. There you go. Whenever I run out of air, <laughs> there you go. then we'll, we'll, then call we'll just go ahead and, yeah. and call it a day. I don't foresee this episode being long. Oh, fine. And so 30 minutes in, and that'll be it. So, yeah, I hear you talk a lot about the show, like how much loan offers can make. We bring guests in that are obviously top producers. They make XYZ money. Um, So, yeah, talk about it. Talk about how much loan offers can make. Talk about the ceiling. But also talk about, like, where loan offers can expect to start as well. Yeah, and that's very fair because I do say a lot. Like, we just dropped an episode um, 
last week mm-hmm. where I'm like, look, you're entering a profession where you can make a quarter million, half a million, a million plus dollars a year. A lot of money. By the way, you can. Yeah. I mean, last year alone, I know a handful of people personally yeah. that made over $2 million. Not a lot. Like, yeah. like so, so you can, but please do understand those people just didn't wake up, bat their pretty little eyes and snap their fingers and voila, they had a W-2 with a with six digits and commas. Mm. You know, that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Now I will tell you it's pretty easy for someone to make a hundred grand in this industry. Mm. Right? Six figures. Okay. Um, interesting enough, if someone ever says, Oh, I can't wait to make six figures, that basically means low one hundreds. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. people who make like six figures and their 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 numbers a crooked number, like a two, three, yeah, or a yeah. four, yeah. they quit using the term six figures. So six figures is a a little bit of a mental midget mindset because those people who tend to use the term six figures are really talking about low hundreds. That's a great. I just, I just wanted to make six figures. Or, hey, I make six figures. All right, cool. You make 125. 110, 105, 103. Great income, by the yeah, way. Yes, not great income. Not throwing shade. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just a little food for thought. Interesting. Because the people who are out there making two, three, four, five hundred, six hundred, they just quit using the term six figures. Um, so that being said, mm-hmm. yes, you can make that type of money, but it is typically the top 1% are making that type of money. The best of the best, mm-hmm. the people who have figured out how to dominate being a great technician. So a great technician means you give great advice as it pertains to someone's situation, as it pertains to qualifying for a mortgage. A great technician means you know how to properly structure a file that you don't have loans get denied. Your pre-approvals are ironclad. When you tell someone you can do it, you follow through and you can do it. That's a great technician. You're also a great self-promoter and a great marketeer. That means you have built a name for yourself, a brand for yourself in your local market that people look up to you as the subject matter expert. It also means that you come through. You do what you say you're going to do. You're, you're accessible. Okay, so that's the best of the best. And those people are making... Six figures plus, right? Mm-hmm. They're making the 180, the 250, the 360, mm-hmm. the 400, the 600, the 900, the million, and some even 2 million. Once you figure out how to make 180, it's actually pretty easy to get to 360. Really? Yeah, because it's you have to work your butt off to get to 180. But once you get there, keep on doing more of what you are doing. Mm-hmm. Continue getting better, like working on becoming better at what what it took to get to to make 180. Hmm. But then you start scaling by hiring people to join your team, mentor those people, set proper expectations, give them proper training, mm-hmm. inspect what you expect, rinse, repeat. Right. Once you start making $180,000 a year, more than likely you are close to being a top producer. Mm-hmm. If you're making 250, you are a top producer. At that point, you just have to figure out how to become less of a mess. Mm. That's when you'll start um, hiring coaches. That's when you'll start really getting serious about becoming a great leader. Mm. But they think that's like just just good to know. That's a good overview. Yeah. And then think about this. Like we talk about actors and actresses. Yeah. Right? Hollywood famous. Yeah. Multimillionaire. Yeah. But please know that's still the top 1%. There are people, shout out to a buddy of mine from high school, Carlos Navarro. 
Uh, if you're in Central Florida, you probably know Carlos because he's a radio personality, but he's also an actor. Yeah, I work with him at uh, EA. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, and he was probably doing voiceovers yeah, or something, right? Yeah, 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 he was doing voiceovers. Uh, he's you know played small parts yeah. in um, Walking Dead. Was, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's on The Walking Dead. He was on Identity Theft or Identity yeah, the Thieves. Mo- yeah, yeah, the movie. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Um, Carlos is the person who taught me that he is a full-time working actor. Yeah. Now, no, is he making Brad Pitt money? No. Is he making Scarlett Johansson money? No. But he's a full-time actor. And there are actors and actresses who that is their full-time profession. They make a good living. Yeah. Right? They make fifty, sixty, ninety, hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year yeah. doing commercials or playing small yeah. small parts. Shit, doing okay. what they love, to be honest with you. Yeah, doing <laughs> doing what they love. Yeah. Um, same thing goes for, for, for professional sports. Like, yeah, we talk yeah, about yeah. the NBA. We think James Harden. We think LeBron James. Yeah. We think uh, Zion. Yeah. But there's professionals yes. in Israel. Like, yep. Americans mm-hmm. go to Israel to play basketball. They mm-hmm. may make sixty, seventy-five thousand dollars $75,000 a year playing a sport, playing a game. Mm-hmm. Right? They can do the same thing in China, in Australia, in Germany. And even here in, I think the NBA calls it the D-League. The G-League. The now. G-League. Yeah. 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 Um, baseball. Like, to play professional baseball, you're the best at what you do. Best of the best. Like, that means you you played probably Division One. you were drafted, mm-hmm. but only a very small percentage get to make the big show. They get to make major leagues. Yeah. But there are tens of thousands of great baseball players who make a living mm-hmm. playing minor league baseball. Right, you can. You're still a professional baseball player. Yeah. You may parlay that into becoming a coach or a hitting instructor, or a pitching instructor. Yep. So when we talk about loan originating and we talk about those people who are making a quarter million, half million, a million dollars a year. Yeah. Please know that that is still the top one percent. Mm-hmm. What I love about the mortgage industry, and the same thing really applies to life insurance salespeople, it, it, uh, financial advisors, um, homeowners insurance reps, like. How do I say this politely? You need less talent than you needed to be NBA, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball. Like, we use those because those people make millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And I don't know enough about acting to know, well, the Brad Pitts of the world. Name me a better actor. Not better actor, but I'm aging myself when the I keep rock, on Like using. The Rock, he makes the most. I wouldn't necessarily well, call him the, the most, like, best actor, but he'd be making some dollars. Okay. Um, but I don't know how much of a talent discrepancy there is mm-hmm. between a professional actor or actress who makes sixty-five dollars to $125,000 a year compared Versus, to, yeah, yeah. you know, those yeah, that correct. are blockbuster yeah. superstars yeah. making, you know, mm-hmm. millions upon millions mm-hmm. of dollars a year. But in the mortgage industry, I'll tell you the talent level, there isn't much of a drop-off. Mm. Meaning the same person who made $65,000 last year mm-hmm. – they have what it takes, skill-wise, to make $600,000 a year. Gotcha. So I think that's why we talk about it so yeah. much. Okay? But I'm getting a little long-winded and a little bit uh, sidetracked. So I really want to dive deep into, well, how much does a mortgage loan originator make? Yeah. Okay? So we talked about what they can make. Yeah. And what I wanted to point out is that we talk about what they can make and what they can make is the top 1%. But what I love about the mortgage industry is that the same person who made 60, mm-hmm. they have what it takes to make 600. Mm-hmm. I can't say that necessarily about NBA basketball or about Major League mm-hmm. Baseball, yeah, nor yeah. about 
uh, becoming a a SAG card hair a card carrying actor or actress. Gotcha. Right. In this industry, anyone can do it if they apply themselves, if they treat their business as a profession, mm -hmm. become a student, put in the hours, uh, have the drive, etc. Yeah. All right. It doesn't take any special gotcha. skill set or talent. I don't need to like through 95 miles an hour. I don't need to be able to run sub four flat to be able yes. to close loans. That's what you're trying to say. That's 100 percent. What, what? What? Yeah. Cry on cue. Yeah. Whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah. Gotcha. So if you are a mortgage loan originator, there are multiple ways that you can get paid, right? Because what you have to understand is that this industry is vast, right? You can be a mortgage broker, which means that you may be 1099 and not W-2. You're working a lot more like a sole proprietor as a, as a contractor. Okay. You can work for a bank and get paid uh, the way that a bank likes to pay you. You can work at a call center and get paid the way a call center likes to pay you. Hmm. Or you can work for an independent mortgage banker where it's um, kind of a hybrid between working as a broker and working as a, as a bank loan originator, mm -hmm. at which point the compensation plan is uh, probably somewhere in the middle. Okay. A lot of your most successful financially loan originators, they are working for independent mortgage banks. Okay, they have their own book of business that they have built, and they know that book of business is going to follow them regardless of who they work for. Right. Right. If they're drinking out of a Waterstone mortgage coffee mug, or out of a Guild coffee mug, or out of an Academy coffee mm -hmm. mug, or guaranteed, it doesn't guaranteed rate. It doesn't matter what coffee mug they drink from that year, that decade, that month, uh -huh. because they have built a book of business, a following that is going to follow them regardless of which brand they represent. Mm. All right, so the people that I know that made $2 million a year, they did not work in a call center. They did not work for a bank. Mm. Um, there are mortgage brokers who had the ability and opportunity to make that same type of money. Okay. So, um, and, I, and we should probably do a show in the future, in the near future, kind of the difference okay. of well, why would I become a mortgage broker? Why would I be an independent mortgage banker? Mm. Why would I maybe uh, be a call center loan originator? Why would I maybe be a builder loan originator? Yeah. Right, because a builder's loan originator. If you're a loan originator working for a home builder, you're probably not gonna have that opportunity to make a half a million or a million or $2 million a year. Gotcha. But there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. right? First and foremost, please know this, money is not the end all be all. Um, but I think it's, and it's also good to know that, that there's where we start in life is never where we finish in life. And there's always a middle yeah. and that middle can be made up of so many different combinations. Absolutely. Right. And that, that applies to, to anything. Mm -hmm. So if you're a younger loan originator, you may choose to go work for a bank because here's what you love about a bank. You don't have to worry about going out and building your brand name. You don't have to worry about going out and obtaining a clients. Banks have clients. People already have checking accounts and savings uh, accounts. Yeah. They already have credit cards. They already have car loans yeah. through that bank. A natural reaction for a consumer. Just go to the bank. I'm going to go to my bank. Yeah. Well, and the bank is going to need someone to greet that person, take down their information, mm. quote an interest rate, yeah. uh, gather their information, get it submitted to processing. You may determine if you're a younger, newer loan originator that you want to go work for a bank. 
maybe you need the experience in order to have the confidence to go out into the marketplace and try yeah, to build relationships. That's big, yeah. Right? And, and maybe that's just your, your deciding factor. So if you work for a bank, know this. A bank is probably going to pay you a salary, and they'll probably pay you a smaller commission on the loans that you originate. Okay. The commission could be a per file. Hey, I make $500 for every loan I do. Or it could be a percentage of the loan amount. Mm -hmm. So, hey, I'm going to pay you, John, half a percent commission or um, a third of a percent commission, 30 basis points, 50 basis points, plus a salary of 30, 36, 40, $45,000 a year. Gotcha. At which point I need you to come in at eight. I need you to leave at five. Wednesday's a, a, a night. I need you to stay until 7 p.m. because I need you to call all of these particular clients that are already bank clients and pitch them this particular product. Okay. I need a call log. I need you to uh, go to this event, uh, meet at this bank branch. Yeah. It's you work for the bank. Yeah. You're going to do and say as your manager needs you to do or say, you are going to have um, call logs. You're going to have expectations you have to meet. Yeah. Hey, John, if you want to leave early on Friday – you need permission. Hey, John, you want to take vacation? You need permission. All that comes with being a bank loan originator. Okay. But um, what could you make? Well, you think about it. If, if you worked at a bank, could you close 100 loans a year? Yes, you yeah. could. By the way, 100 loans a year, that means you're a top producer in my opinion. Okay. You start doing 100 loans a year and, and you're definitely up there in terms of um, how good you are. Uh, in terms of getting business closed. Mm -hmm. So at 100 loans a year, if your average loan size was $240,000, that means you closed 24 million. Let's say your comp plan was you made a half a percent or 50 basis points. Mm -hmm. Cool, you made $120,000. Let's say you also got a salary and your salary was $48,000 a year. Mm. Well, 120,000 plus $48,000 a year, mm. that means you made $168,000 a year. You were one of the top producers at your bank. Yeah, you're gonna get a plaque, you're gonna get an award, maybe even a fancy dinner, possibly even a trip to Cabo. Okay. Yeah. Now, you're still the top at your bank. So Pareto's principle tells me that only 20% were in that box, there's another 80%. <laughs> yeah. But you could have also closed 20 loans that year. Mm -hmm. 20 year, 20 loans might have been the minimum for you to keep your job. Okay. Maybe it was 30. Whatever the minimum production limit was, you you closed 20 or 30 loans. At which point you still made your base and maybe your base was smaller because your bank paid you less because they knew you were newer. Gotcha. So your, your base was 30,000 mm -hmm. and you closed 30 loans and those 30 loans were about $8 million in, in production. Well, now you made $40,000 in commission to go along with your $30,000 a year salary. You made $70,000. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad at all. No, not bad at all. That's one way you can get paid. Let's yeah. go call center. That's more of a bank loan officer. Yeah, right? sounds, That's a good way to get at-bats, it sounds like. We always talk about at-bats and getting practice if you're newer and kind of looking where to go. Yeah, 100%. Like, look, there's nothing wrong with making a career mm -hmm. out of working for a bank. There's nothing wrong with getting your start at a bank knowing that, you know what, two years, three years, five years down the line, I want to parlay that into something else. Right. Right. At some point, um, I may want to go out on my own. I've watched financial advisors do that. Right, I've watched buddies of mine, they start off as financial advisors at a company like Northwestern Mutual. Mm -hmm. And then after five, seven years, 
what they realize is that they don't need Northwestern Mutual. Mm. They don't need that brand. They don't need the leads that maybe Northwestern Mutual provides. They want to take their book of business and they want to go out solo. Mm. Because maybe when you work for a big name, a big brand, the big brand understands that you're getting the business because of the big brand that you're associated with. Yep, yep. Therefore, they don't have to pay you a, as big of a piece of a pie as as they would if you were the one out there making the phone ring. Right. Okay. So yes, it's very strategic, but it also could be a great career move. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing applies for credit unions, by the way. So you can be a credit union loan officer. Okay. Or you can be um, a, a bank loan originator. And look, 120, 160 grand is a lot of money. Yeah. You get someone making that type of money, they may stay for life. Right. Someone like me may roll in and be like, bro, you, do you know if you did that production over here, uh -oh. you would have made 300. Wait a minute. Whoa. And then their eyes are like, ding, 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 yeah. wide yeah. open. Yeah. But, and this is my, always my big but, my big caveat, but to make that type of money with me, you got to be the one making the phone ring. And I'm curious, you worked at that bank, JC, how much of your business came because of the bank? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think it was mostly me, but yeah, you're right. I guess a lot of the people were calling me. Yeah. So- that's banks. That's how bank loan originators typically get paid. Okay. Call center. Hey, you, you want to get a lot of at-bats? Yeah. Go work for a call center. Okay. Right? Go work in a call center. What are they going to pay you? Probably somewhere around thirty-six dollars to $42,000 a year plus fifty dollars to hundred dollars to up to $500 per file. Per closing. Okay. Per closing. Man, this is a machine. You are assembly line. God. Okay. They are, they are making the phone ring. Yeah. You have a headset on. Oh, it's nonstop. You're just, you yeah, hang up. Yep, yep. Next, next call, next call, the next queue. call. The queue. We got to clear the queue, guys. Yep. <laughs> um, you're you're taking information. You're doing quick prequals. You're quoting rates, and and it's rinse, repeat, go. Rinse, repeat, go. It's a great way to get a lot of at-bats. It's a great way to get used to talking to customers. It's a great, great way to, to hear the questions and work on your rebuttals. Hopefully, it's a great way to make a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. Learn from those mistakes. And then ask yourself, is this where you want to be? Which it may be, right? Yeah. You, you may find that you're closing 10, 15, 20 loans a month. I mean, if you're making a $500 per file commission yeah. and you're closing 20 loans a month, there's 10 grand. Yeah. If your salary is 40 grand, yeah. you're making 160 grand a year. I know some people that crush it doing that call center stuff. And if you're built for it and that's your, that's your yeah. thing, you can crush it. Yeah, you come in, you work your 9 to 7, you're 10, yeah. you're, you're 10 to 8. Yeah. You understand that you get you know two 15-minute pee breaks and mm -hmm. one half-hour lunch break. Yeah. But They it, just get they, it. It clicks yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Not Please know, like yeah. to each is their own. Absolutely. Um, but that's what you're looking at making. Yeah. That's, you know, that that is, you're, you're going to, you're going to, Cap out. Yeah. But by the way, cap out. Cap out making 160 grand a year. Yeah, sign me up. I mean, there's, there's people with, you know, with, with the MDs, you yeah. know, doctors that, that are making that. Dentists that are making that. Chiropractors that aren't making that. Wow. So it's, you know, engineers uh, who aren't making that. So it's a lot of money that you can make. Mm -hmm. um, mortgage broker. Yeah. So a mortgage broker probably, in my opinion, can make the most per loan. Okay. The most. I'm talking 2%. Two and a half percent of the loan size. Go out and close four loans for a million dollars, and you could make twenty grand. I can't wait, but well, just know that the but is it's all on you. Like you typically, my experience for a mortgage broker making two percent commission on the loan size. Yeah, 
that person is maybe processing their own files. That person is also their own assistant. That person has just a tougher go. It's um, it's like if if I were to use assembly line and think about the car industry, am I is this an assembly line production or is this a custom build? Mm-hmm. It's more of a custom build. It's um, uh, my friends have left the mortgage brokerage world because they felt like they couldn't scale the way they needed to. Okay. They couldn't get past making 120 to, to 180 grand a year because they couldn't do enough loans because their work was a lot more difficult hmm. because they didn't maybe have a marketing department. Maybe they didn't have a sales manager who could coach and mentor them about how to properly scale and grow a team. So when you're a broker, you do it all. Like you said, underwriting. You, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's a lot. Well, no, you don't underwrite. I'm, I'm saying as a mortgage broker, I take, I go out and find the business for one. Mm-hmm. And then once I have found the business, I then have to uh, pre-approve the person. Then I have to figure out which of my 12, 24, or 36 investors do I want to send this file to. Uh, I have to know how each particular investor wants the file. Is it uploaded? Is it faxed? Is it snail yeah. mailed? I mean, usually yeah, they're uploaded yeah, yeah, in today's yeah, I got you. Age. I got you. I know what you mean, though. Um, you know, how do I lock this loan? How do I do this? It's... It's um, very nuanced. It sounds like it's not just one stamp. Is it? And that doesn't sound like everything's the same. Like it would be somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. It's it very much is. And and it's like anything in life. There are mortgage brokerages out there who operate a lot more like an independent mortgage bank. Okay. Like like there there are. I'm gonna shout out to um, Home First Lending. They're a, a local Central Florida mortgage brokerage. Okay. They have figured out how to run a lot more like an independent mortgage bank than your smaller mom and pop mortgage shop. Okay. Um, but though, if, if you work at a place like that, my understanding is you're also not making 2%, mm. right? You're probably closer to making one or one and a quarter percent. Gotcha. And I think that's what's key to know for anyone entering this, this industry. We're talking about how much do I make or how much, how much could I make? Yeah. Everything, just like in life, it's give and take. If you want to make 2% per loan, please know you're going to have way less resources and way less help. Then if you're willing to make a, a 1.25% or 1% commission, then you're going to have better help, mm-hmm. more resources at your disposal gotcha. than the person making 2%. But you're not going to have the leads provided to you the way that the person that maybe makes half a percent does. Gotcha. Right? That it's all sense. give and take. Yeah. And what you have to do as a professional is you have to carve out your niche that works for you in that moment. And that moment could be a 12 to 36 month window. But in this moment of your career, JC, what do you need? What are you looking for? What do you want to accomplish? Some people may get to a point in their career where they're like, look, I just want to do four loans a month. I just want to cherry pick the ones that are my type of client that are maybe easy to do, mm-hmm. I'm fine processing it. I don't need a marketing team. I don't need a website. Mm-hmm. I'm fine doing the bulk of the work because I'm cherry picking these loans. Therefore, I want to work somewhere that pays me the highest commission and I'll do less loans, cherry pick the hell out of them and make a decent living. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've, I've actually thought about that for like semi-retirement. Hey, when I retire and I'm sitting at, you know, my house in Anna Maria Island 
and I and I need some money because maybe my the, the gas for my boat is so expensive. <laughs> right, Although yeah, by yeah. then I'm gonna have a battery powered um, <laughs> yeah. you know Tesla yeah, boat. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah. What if I just did like three or four super easy loans that I cherry picked? Anything hard I referred out, but and you can do that. Yeah, and and you could do that. I'd be a mortgage broker and I would do that. Oh wow. So it sounds like you could almost start your career and like you can just choose, almost choose your own path, choose your own journey. You want to go down here for a little bit, dabble in that pool, cool, get your experience and become this and do that. Like going from a good broker, there's a lot of options. Yeah, so. early on in my career, maybe I was fine making 50 basis points commission, 0.5%, 0.75%. So I went and worked for that real estate company's in-house lender. I have a captive audience of realtors that I get to network with hmm. and and hopefully they tow the company line and... They refer their home buyers mm-hmm. to me. The good news is I didn't have to go out and call on strangers because I worked for that real estate company's in-house yeah. lender. But in return, I'm going to make less money per loan, but I'm cool with that. Yeah. Okay. So I choose and have chosen for the past 13 years, I chose a company like Waterstone Mortgage. Right, and Waterstone's not the only company that operates this way. Like I think I've mentioned already on this show. I mentioned Guild. I mentioned Academy. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Movement. I mentioned Guaranteed Rate. I mentioned Homebridge, mm-hmm. like FBC, Mortgage Firm. I could go on and yeah, on yeah. and on. Independent mortgage banks where we all tend to make 1% to 1.5%. We are W-2 associates. We have 401ks. We have marketing departments. We have compliance departments. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about having um, to send a loan here to this particular investor and then send a loan right, to this particular uh, investor. Yeah. And how do they like to operate? How do they, these people like to operate? No, we have in-house underwriters, in-house processors. Okay. All, but what we do have to do is we have to go out and build our own brand. We have to go out and procure the loan. Mm. Or, or, yeah, we have to find the lead. Yeah, correct. Um, and when we do that, we have the ability, I have found, to scale the biggest. Mm. The loan officers who choose this type of a setup are the ones that I know that made $2 million last year, a million dollars last year, $600,000 last year. Gotcha. Right. And those people weren't necessarily brand new either. Right. They had built a database over the course of three, five, seven, or even 15 years. And like anything in life, momentum builds. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the, the more past clients you have, the more people who can come back to you for a future mortgage. <laughs> right, the right. more past clients you have, the more people that can come back to you to refer their daughter when she's ready for a mortgage. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Their coworker. Um, the more transactions you've had this, the more realtors in your local community you've got, gotten a chance to work with, meet, network with, yeah. who now can refer you your services. That's the more people you've been able to market to. You've been able to send your videos to and, and link up with on LinkedIn and Facebook with. So, you know, longevity definitely has a, has a play in that. Yeah. So the people that I know that make the most money, they work in the independent mortgage bank setup. And you can enter the mortgage industry in that particular setup. You can be a rookie. So we hire quite a bit of rookies here at Waterstone. And here's what I tell those, those folks. Look, in your first year, you're probably going to make about forty five dollars to $65,000 a year. That's what you're going to make in your first 12 months. By the way, you're going to make the bulk of that in the last seven months. My math, my math corrects me. Okay. Yeah. yeah you're 100% commission. Take a big gulp. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Those of us also making this type of money, we're 100% commission. That mortgage broker that I talked about that could make up to 2% yeah. or 2.5%, not only are they 100% commissioned, 
they're probably 1099, which means that they're a, a closer to being self-employed. Mm -hmm. That means they don't have benefits being offered to them by their, by their uh, oh. employer. They don't have a 401k with 401k match. Gosh. That's part of the give and take. And I'm not saying there's not mortgage brokers out there that, that are set up differently. Because yeah. there are, I'm sure. Um, so please, my mortgage broker yeah. friends, don't. I don't need a thumbs down <laughs> chiming in saying yeah. that you know you yeah I, I was wrong. Yeah, I'm just talking about if you're you know things that you have to keep in mind when you're looking at at, at the money. Right. You know the the benefit of working for a bank or working for a call center is you are W two. You probably do have a salary, but you're gonna have a cap on your income. You don't own that client base. You're not in in charge of oh, of the okay. book of business. Okay. That book of business belongs to your employer. That phone number belongs to that employer. Like mm. that website belongs to that employer. Gotcha. Um, when you work in my particular setup, the one that I'm used to, the independent mortgage bank, it's kind of uh, it's a it's a mixture, mm -hmm. a muddle mm -hmm. of that 1099. I'm on my own loan warrior, mm -hmm. or the bank employee. Right, we're somewhere in the middle. So I coach. Younger loan originators, younger in their career, by the way. Hey, look, your first year, anticipate making forty-eight to sixty-five thousand dollars a year, of which the bulk of that is going to come in your last five months. The reason why is because you have to build momentum. Yeah, you can't. Just you start, yeah. you have to get started. You have to pick up the phone. You have to reach out to your circle of influence. You have to go meet with sixty realtors one on one just to find twelve to fifteen that a sell sell homes consistently and b like you. Yeah. You know, and then once they you find those people and they start referring you, it's not like someone refers you and boom, you have a sale the next day. They refer you, you might work on a pre-approval, and then 90 days later, you see a closing. Mm -hmm. Right? There's a sales cycle that has to take place. Mm -hmm. Your second year, you should double it. Okay. You should double what you make from year one to year two. Okay. Right. We had on um, a rookie loan originator, top producer, Casey McElroy. Yeah. And he went up uh, 300 or 400% year one to year two. Damn. Yeah, he crushed it in year two. Uh, I think of myself as a rookie. And I, if I'd looked at my first full year, I think I originated close to about seven or eight million. Okay. And by my second full year, I did 24 million. Really? Yeah. Is, so, is, is there an average, like, I mean, I know that there's anomalies, but is there an average, like, a rookie loan officer should expect to close in their first year? You said, like, you said how much they make, but how much was a good 30 thing? loans. 30 loans, okay. Yeah, 30 loans. Look, if you do a 20, don't beat yourself up. If you do 48, fantastic. Okay. But 30 loans, I think, is because here's, you're going to close nothing your first three months. So now you're doing 30 loans over nine months. Mm. All right, well, that's, uh, Three and a half, is that right? Nine times three is 27. So now you're averaging three loans a month um, for your last nine months. It probably won't be that. It'll probably be like one month in month, one loan in month four, two loans in month five. Maybe then you'll start yeah. the, the three, five, four, two, six, you gotcha. know, okay. lo closings per, per month. Uh -huh. So 30. Okay. The 30 should be your goal. Anything above 30 means you, you lit the world on fire. Okay. I mean, Mike Williams is a loan officer friend of mine. 78 loans in nine months. Nuh-uh. Yeah. For real? Was it nine months? No, no, it was 12 months, but 78. Yeah, 78 loans. Shout out, Mike. Shout out <laughs> to Mike. Yeah. Mike entered the mortgage business, by the way. He, he left uh, the car industry. He had a cell phone. 
same cell phone number that 1,000 consumers had the, the, the phone number to, and Mike had a reputation as the guy that got shit done. Okay. If you needed a car, if your brother needed a car or a truck, mm-hmm. you called Mike. You knew if you called Mike, he would take care of you, even if it meant he referred you to his buddy at the local Acura dealership because <laughs> yeah. he didn't sell Acuras, and that's what you wanted. Yeah. It was an easy phone call for Mike to make to all 1,000 of those people, letting them know, hey, look, I can still refer you to you know someone to take great care of you when you need a new truck or a new car, yeah. but I'm not in that industry anymore. I'm actually in the home loan finance industry, yeah. uh, which means I can also, you know how I helped you with yeah, that car? I can, help. I can help you when it comes to getting a house. What a, yeah, it's a good parlay. Yeah, but the dude crushed it. Yeah. But typically, I would tell someone 30 units in your first 12 months, but you should double it in year two. And then once you get into year three, it is possible to double once more. Mm-hmm. Typically, you would look to go up by 50% in year three. Okay. 20% year four, 20% year five, and then your goal would be a 10% increase year after year. Okay. Increase by 10%. Okay. Right. Keep on doing more of what you did, just do it better. Mm. Um, and that's how you would go from making, think about this. You made 65 grand in year one, you made 130 grand in year two, you made 200 grand in year three. That's not a bad trajectory. 240 in year five, 265 <laughs> in year six. You're seven, you're 300 grand a year. Damn. Like it's doable. Mm-hmm. Like that's how people do it. But getting started, you have to understand that it doesn't happen overnight. And this is still the best of the best. Mm. How are you going to become the best of the best? You may choose to make a career out of being a bank LO, at which point maybe 600, 900 and a million is not attainable, right? Maybe your goal at that point would be 160, 180. Maybe I can get to 225. Yeah. But you're going to start possibly making 48 to 52. Cool. That's a great living. Yeah. Like, think about what cops and teachers and nurses and firefighters all make, all noble professions. Yeah. You, too, can earn good money in a noble profession, 48, 52, 65. Do not expect to come in and be like, oh, I'm going to make 600 grand. Don't go telling your friends and your spouse, I'll make 600 grand. Hmm. Right? Think realistically. Hey, my first year. I'm going to make 48,000, 65,000, 72,000. When you walk in the door of your employer, ask your mentor, ask your boss. This is what Mike Williams did, by the way. What has your best done? Really? Yeah. And I told him, he said, I don't want to know the best in Florida. I want to know the best in the entire company. Because he said, that's my goal. That was his mentality. So then you have to ask yourself, what's your mentality coming in? Right? Are, Are you a good enough never is type person? Or, you know, are you a, man, that's good enough type person? Hmm. You know, do you, I mean, are you complacent or are you not complacent? How competitive are you? Hmm. How much do you believe in yourself? How much are you willing to bet on yourself? Some people, you back them into the corner, they get stronger and come out fighting. Other people, you back into the corner and they just drop down in the fetal position and start sucking their thumb. Yeah. But there's a place for everyone in this industry and there's a, a, a place to start and there's never a bad place. Right? Someone starts off as a mortgage broker because they want to make 2%. They're totally fine betting on themselves. Mm-hmm. And after six months, nine months, 12 months, they freaking hate it. Mm-hmm. Cool. You now know what it's like to be a mortgage broker. You now have experience. Yeah. You now have life lessons you can draw on. Maybe that'll help your decision to go work for a big box retail bank as a loan officer that much easier. Yeah, yeah it's a good way to look at it. You know, and, and where you start is not necessarily where you're going to end up. I've never been a mortgage broker. Right now, I'm going to tell you I have no desire to be a mortgage broker, ever. Mm. 
I can't say ever though. Because <laughs> what I'm going to say is, no, I may one day be in a point in my life where it makes sense yeah. for me to take my talent elsewhere. <laughs> Tom Brady did it. Yeah. Right? At some point, Tom Brady decided the Patriot way was not the Brady way. Yeah. He was going to go be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And now look. Yeah, and now look. <laughs> And now look, (laughs) you know, Um, so many others. Michael Jordan did it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Joe Montana did it. Mm -hmm. I mean, go go across the board of Peyton Manning. I mean, yeah, you can tell, obviously, I'm I'm a sports nut. But um, where you start, I mean, I have friends that are teachers, right? They they were a fourth-grade teacher, then a fifth-grade teacher. Now they're a PE teacher. Hmm. PE might not be where they want to be. Maybe they want to be an assistant principal, but not right now. Yeah. This is just all part of their, their process. They're an educator first. So you can be a mortgage professional first. From there, you figure out, do I want to be a mortgage banker, independent mortgage banker? Do I want to be a bank retail loan officer? Do I want to be a call center loan officer? Do I want to be an independent, do I want to be a mortgage broker? Yeah. You may want to get your broker's license and start your own mortgage broker shop. You may then want to hire junior brokers underneath you. And maybe you make a deal with those junior brokers that, Although you're making 2.75% gross coming in the door, that's what the wholesale investors that you send loans to are paying you. You're going to offer your brokers a W-2. You're going to offer them health benefits. You're going to offer them uh, 401k with 401k match because maybe you called my buddy Rob Farragher and Rob came in and and helped you set all that up. And you're also going to provide your broker leads, your brokers, your junior brokers leads, at which point you pay your junior brokers 1% commission. You keep 0.75% commission for yourself, and the other 1% that you're making goes to cover all of the overhead. Mm. It goes to cover the leads you're generating, the technology you use, the computers you use, the benefits, the payroll taxes, the lights, the brick and mortar. So you can go work as a mortgage broker, not making 2% or 2.75%. You may only make 0.75% because you went to work for another mortgage broker who was offering you all of those services. Yeah. So, like... I don't know if we did the best job of, right. of answering how much money does a mortgage loan originator make, but I think the answer is convoluted. It's, it's, well, it's all over the place. Where are you in your career and where do you work? Yeah. Know that you can make yeah. million or $2 million or $3 million a year, but also know that that doesn't just happen overnight and not everyone's going to make that type of money. Yeah. You just have that ability, and the barrier of entry is way lower than it would be for so many other professions. Not all doctors make a million dollars a year. It's true. In fact, few doctors make a million dollars a year. The best of the best. The specialist, hmm. they're making that type of money. Or the doctor who is a great business practitioner who learned how to scale. Right? They learned how to turn their practice into a practice that employs five other doctors. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a doctor yourself, how many patients can you really see? Right. But what if yeah. mm-hmm. you go out and hire four or five other doctors? Mm-hmm. Now, how many patients can you see? Right. What if you had 10 nurses? What if you had four nurse practitioners? Now, how many patients? Mm-hmm. Same thing applies to this particular business. The loan officers who are making a million, two million, three million dollars a year, they could be running their own branches, which means extra responsibility which means extra skill sets required in terms of leadership. They could have teams. In fact, they do have teams, which means they, again, Mm -hmm. have extra responsibilities, leadership, 
Um, they had to study leadership. They had to become good managers. They had to learn how to scale. They had to get out there and make a ton of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be done. Right. It can be done, but know that you have to start somewhere. And anywhere is better than nowhere. Right. Starting anywhere is better than nowhere. So for all of you that were tuning in to YouTube with the questions and the comments, and you were wanting to know mm-hmm. how much do loan officers make, yeah. I hope this helped. I learned something for sure. Did you? Yeah, I'm, I did. Is there anything that we missed? I don't think so. Covered it all? I, I mean, I'm sure, but yeah, for this episode, we covered Clear it. as mud. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that. Clear as mud. Look, if you have more questions on this... Drop us a line. You can always reach out to me. Mm-hmm. I actually took a listener phone call yesterday. Not making it up. Nope. Josh called from New Mexico, yeah. 20 years old, uh, studying for his NMLS. Mom's a realtor. Yeah. And just had like three quick questions. And you picked up the call. And I picked up the call. Yeah. He called 407-645-6363. If you call that number, I'm going to pick it up. It's that easy. Yeah. But do us a favor. If you're tuning in for the first time, please like us, subscribe to us, share us. Let your friends know about this show, especially if you like it. If you don't like it, then look, don't tell anyone about it. (laughs) Um, But no, uh, hit us up on Instagram, at the Lone Officer Podcast, Facebook, at the Lone Officer Podcast, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, at the Lone Officer Podcast. Or I'm Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. He's John Coleman on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you. We love what we do. We want to keep on doing it, but we can only keep doing it if the audience continues to grow and continues to be interactive with us. Yes, sir. So hopefully I answered a lot of questions pertaining to how mortgage loan originators are compensated. But if you have follow-up questions, feel free to reach out. If you want to point out where I was wrong, fire away. I'm more than willing to accept your critique. But that is all the time we have for today. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen, and you have tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast. Peace. Peace.